Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, Offer no resistance to the one who is evil. When someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to the law over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn your back on the one who wants to borrow. You have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes the sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not pagans do the same? So be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's Gospel tells us to love and give respect to those who persecute you. We are called to give to others of ourselves, to give to the one who asks of you, even when you do not want to give. And I know what some of you could be thinking, first homily and he's asking for money. Yep, he went to a Catholic seminary. No, no, what the gospel is asking is more difficult than giving money. It means giving respect to those who are not respecting you, to love those who hate you. Jesus recognized that this was a departure from the teaching of the Old Testament by the Pharisees and quotes a passage from the Old Testament, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus added to the Old Testament by saying to turn the other cheek. The thinking of the Old Testament was to bring justice, was to balance the book, so to speak. The law given to the Jewish people was based on making right a wrong. Jesus was teaching something that was also contained in the Old Testament, but with an entirely different perspective than the Pharisees, the perspective of love, one of mercy, respect for those who persecute you, who do not show you respect. This is my first official homily after six years of school and formation and many reflections. We have arrived at this day. But like you, I was called. I was called to do more than I was doing, to give of myself in a different way. In another parish with another pastor in 2007, I was called. I was asked to become a permanent deacon but I was too busy. I made excuses. I was transferred to Houston in 2009 
for a new job, and I was safe from Father Andy, my former pastor, asking me to do more than I was doing. After all, I was faithfully sitting in my assigned place in church and occasionally doing a few things from time to time. I was safe, and I continued with, on with my life, working hard at my new job. And I continued to be a faithful Catholic, attending Mass every week. All was well until the Christmas of 2015. Things changed for me personally. I had a difficult Christmas, even though there was, even though there was no reason. I had, and still have, an amazing wife, Linda. My two boys, Jeremy and Chris, who were both doing well, and I was proud of both of them. I had the same job that transferred me to Houston that I still have today. So what was the issue? The issue was a personal dark spot within me, an unhappiness where there should have been none. It was not depression. Finally, in my daily prayers, I realized I had been called and a little like Jonah, I had gone the other way. I went to my wife and told her, and she wisely told me, you should have listened to Father Andy. You should do what you were asked. I went to Father Tom, hoping in the back of my mind he would give me some penance. But instead, he told me, if this is what God is calling you to do, you must do it. I will support you. And he did. I had nowhere to hide. You remember I told you I had a personal dark spot? When I agreed to do what I had been asked to do, what I had been called to do, the dark spot went away. And 16 years after Father Andy asked me, here I am. God is patient. God is kind. Because he took my reluctance into account and pushed until I could not help but to do what I was asked. The question is, what about you? What are you being called to do? What are you being asked? Are you willing to forgive those who discriminate, discriminate against you, like Jesus spoke of in today's gospel? Are you willing to do what you are asked, even if it takes you, outside of your comfort zone? Is your reluctance like mine? The first reading from the Old Testament balances out the law, and this is what Jesus was referring to in the gospel. The law was based on justice. However, there was a warning in the book of Leviticus in the first reading that spoke of not seeking revenge or cherishing a grudge against your neighbor. It spoke of the golden rule. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus recognized that the teaching of the Jewish law had strayed from the teaching of the Old Testament, and this, in part, was why he had so much trouble with the Pharisees. They were only teaching part of the law. The focus of the teaching of the law in the day of Jesus had become one of seeking justice and ignored love of neighbor as yourself. Today's gospel fits our day and time. We are called to love those who persecute you, those who do not like you for your belief in God and for who you are. Unfortunately, we have invented new and better ways to persecute people, 
to make them feel bad, to ostracize them. As Catholics, we have been blocked, we have been banned, trolled, and have, and have had hateful things said about us. Our churches have been vandalized for helping women to keep their children and for taking a position that until Roe v. Wade would have been most, almost universally accepted by everyone in the whole country. Does it not say in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill? Or have they become the Ten Suggestions? We have been accused of doing or saying what we never said, or for simply practicing our faith as taught in the Bible. In our daily lives, we deal about, with misconceptions about who we are and what we believe as Catholics. Many times born of lack of knowledge and popular misconceptions, others judge us based on what they have heard, never bothering to check the facts. My neighbor, who is a good man and with whom I've become friends, even asked me, you're Catholic. Yes, I answered. He said, tell me, are you guys even Christian? Count to 10. Think. I thought for a moment and slowly answered, yes, we are Christians. In fact, we wrote the Bible, assuming that if I told him that, he would understand that we are Christians. He almost passed out. He did a little research and visited me about a week later, and he apologized and said I was right. I thanked him for taking the time and effort to understand the facts. And I asked him what he thought about it, and he smiled. He said two things. One, I have new respect for the Catholics. Two, you should have seen the guys in my church when I told them the Catholics wrote the Bible. So, what exactly are we called to do? What should we do? First, we are called to pray for those who persecute you, those who do not even like you, even though many times they do not even know you, which means to love them. Remember what Jesus said in today's gospel, for if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not tax collectors do the same? Is not love helping, giving of your time, giving of yourself? What are you called to do? You heard my story. What is your story? What is God asking of you? What speaks to you? You have talent. The sanctuary is filled with extraordinary people, some of which do not realize how extraordinary they are. We have musicians, engineers, carpenters, doctors, expert gardeners, shop shopkeepers, managers, and so many more. There is so much to do and so many talented people in this sanctuary. We are called to help, to use our God-given talents to help our brothers and sisters. Sometimes you don't even need to use your talents. Sometimes all you are called to do is to care. Many times there is not much you can do. For example, when someone is hurt and recovering and in pain and having difficulty, what you can do is to care. Be there for them. After all, 
sometimes all they want is somebody to care for them. One thing that can stop persecution and can stop disrespect is love. It is very difficult to persecute or hate someone who shows you love and respect. Sometimes someone has been mistreated and they are upset and they mistreat you. You cannot fix their mistreatment, but you can show them someone cares and someone else has respect. This coming Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. We are called to conversion, to follow Christ, to love one another. Father Andy called me to give, to do, to do more. And likewise, you are called to do more and to give. The gospel and today's readings are calling you to give to the one who asks of you. You are the hands and feet of Jesus. You personally are being called to conversion. You personally are being called in today's gospel to love and to give respect to others. St. Anthony of Padua, 